Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cretaceous Campcast. I am Cretaceous Dave, and this is a podcast all about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World Chaos Theory. So I've got a brand new segment for you all today, and I hope you really enjoy it. So back when I first brought this podcast back, right after the announcement of Chaos Theory, I had this idea where I was going to contact various members of the Jurassic community and content creators to set up some interviews and we'll just chat about Camp Cretaceous. Well, fast forward a couple months, none of that ever happened. A lot of it had to do with availability, scheduling, my life getting really busy. Uh, You know, some of the folks are in different countries, the other side of the world. People have jobs, families, school, you name it. So things never quite worked out. Then last week I realized, hey, we've got the internet. We don't have to just sit and schedule some face-to-face time. So what I decided to do was come up with a list of questions, and I've sent the questions out to some people, and I asked them to record their answers for me. And this is the little community Q&A that we're going to do. So I really hope you enjoy it. For the first episode of Community Q&A, have none other than Tom Jurassic. You probably know him from the Jurassic Park podcast, Jurassic Collectibles, the creator of Tales from a Jurassic World, which is fantastic, by the way. Go check out season one if you haven't already. Season two is in production. He's got his own photography, and he's all over the place, contributes to so much. He's such a great guy. I can't thank him enough for being my first guest on Community Q&A. So sit back, take a listen, and hear what Tom has to say. All right, first question. Who was your favorite human character in Camp Cretaceous? So, favourite human character for me, um, I think probably isn't going to be a surprise for people. It has to be Darius Bowman. Uh, Paul Mikhail Williams, obviously friend of the Cretaceous Campcast, does such an incredible job with the portrayal of Darius. I love how Darius is this character who kind of becomes the de facto leader of the group of survivors, um, and he uses his dinosaur knowledge to really understand some of the encounters that they're having on Nublar. Uh, But I think what really drives Darius as my favourite character is the fact that he's a vessel for such a heartfelt story with his father you know the sequence with the gallimimus and him going out to find it because it's his father's favorite animal Um, and then having those flashbacks and that sort of um reflection on his experience with his father really really resonated with me because my dad was quite ill when i was younger um so that sort of you know i i get that I, i really empathize with what that character is going through um And yeah, I just think that Darius really is the heart of the show. He is, in many ways, the lens through which the viewer sees the Camp Cretaceous universe. Um, So he has to be my favourite human. What is your favourite non-human character in Camp Cretaceous? Yeah, so when it comes to favourite non-human, I think it's a really exciting thing to talk about because obviously that boils down to our animals. Um, And there are so many animals to love in Camp Cretaceous. You know, everyone's going to talk about Bumpy, the lovable Ankylosaurus. You get Toro, and it's really cool to kind of have a... Carnotaurus with its own unique personality within the show. Um, But I think for me, really, my favourite non-human has to be not Brad X, don't worry, um, it has to be the Monolophosaurus. 
I just remember seeing it for the first time when they're on the segways. Um, and it's kind of mottled skin sort of blending in with the forest behind it and looking really, really awesome. And then you get those sequences of them hunting the campers as they go to the tower where Kenji Kon's uh, father lived and getting those kind of sequences of the monolophosaurus hunting them, you know, some stunning cinematography with the silhouette down the end of the corridor. It's just a really, really cool animal. Um, I often feel that theropods are overused in dinosaur fiction, you know, when you think of your carnivorous theropods, they tend to kind of be the focal point of any piece of dinosaur media, but Monolophosaurus is something that I had never seen before, um, and so to get to experience it in Camp Cretaceous was really, really awesome, and plus, um, I have to say, a big reason why I love the mono so much is because the design that was added to Jurassic World Evolution 2 feels like it's plucked straight from the screen, like there's a really animated-esque aesthetic to the skin on that creature, um, and being able to get up close and personal with it is really, really awesome. Um, so yeah, it has to be the Monolophosaurus for me, and it is a dinosaur that I would absolutely love to see in the Hammond collection at some point in time, uh, if Mattel decide that they want to do more Camp Cretaceous in that line as well. What is your favorite episode or scene from Camp Cretaceous? So for me, the answer for this one is really, really simple. Um, and it's not going to be surprising to anybody who has heard me talk about Camp Cretaceous before. Uh, but it's a tie between two episodes. And that is whatever it takes and stay on mission. So the season three finale, because seeing the Mosasaurus Lagoon sequence from the start of Fallen Kingdom recreated in Camp Cretaceous absolutely blew my mind. Um, and I really love that this episode takes its time to show us more of what's going on during that recovery operation. You know, so they're not just there to get back the Indominus Rex skeleton. Uh, there is other stuff going on in the background, which was really, really cool to see. Um, obviously, we get the return of Dr. Henry Wu as well, which is always very welcome. Um, and it's just awesome getting some more context around that mission, you know. Would I love to see it in live action with BD Wong? Yes, absolutely. But I don't think it's a story that would have ever been told without Camp Cretaceous. Um, so seeing the writers actually committing to really connecting it to that moment in time in the Jurassic Saga was cool. Um, and it was an awesome way of kind of end capping their time on Nublar as well, because obviously the next time we see Isla Nublar in the franchise after Jurassic World is with that helicopter mission at the start of Fallen Kingdom. So it was kind of a nice way of saying, okay, we've gone from Jurassic World to the start of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This is the entire timeline for this island in between those films and now we're going to go somewhere new. Um, so yeah, those those episodes are fantastic. I think just the way, in general, season 3 builds with the Scorpius is so fantastic. Um, and that, for me, really is probably my favourite season of Camp Cretaceous, if, season, if not season 1. If you could change one thing about the show, what would it be? This is perhaps quite an obvious one, but for me, it would be spending more time at a functional Isla Nublar resort. 
Um, you know, this is something that I talk about a lot. But for me, Jurassic World, the thing that works so well with that film is the fact that this is an immersive environment that feels truly lived in. It feels like an actual theme park. And that's achieved in part by all of the viral marketing, the website they built for it, but also from the actual stuff that you see in the film. You know, the Tyrannosaurus Rex Kingdom, Mosasaurus Lagoon, the Petting Zoo, Gyrosphere Valley. It all adds to this feeling of a functional park um and I love that you know I think theme parks are so synonymous with Universal so actually getting to explore more of that in the first season before we jump into the chaos would have been really awesome you know I would have loved to have seen the Pachycephalosaurus arena I would have loved to have seen the golf course pop up obviously we do get the cable car later in the show but I think seeing more of the functional park that we knew of before the show would have been awesome. Because we do get the Discovery Trail, we do get the Treehouse, we do get the sort of Parasaurolophus Lux Caves. Um, but those are all really attractions that were created for the show. Um, so it would have been awesome to see some more of the actual attractions that we knew were in the park. Particularly the Cretaceous Cruise, you know, seeing maybe um, your three Baryonyx characters, so Limbo, Grim, and oh, who am I forgetting? Chaos. Seeing the three of them popping up along the Cretaceous Cruise as a precursor to them appearing later in the show could have been really cool. Um, again, you know, it's best not to linger on what ifs and what could have been, uh, but if I could change one thing, it would definitely be to give me more of the functional park, you know? At the end of the day, Jurassic World is my happy place, so I want to spend as much time as I can in that park. What are your overall thoughts on Camp Cretaceous as a series? So overall, I think that Camp Cretaceous is a really, really strong episodic take on the Jurassic universe. Um, and it does some really interesting things. You know, I love getting to see more characters. I love the idea that Henry Wu had so much more going on than we know about in the films. Um, and I think there's some really, really meaningful moments throughout this series. It's really cool seeing how our characters interact with the animals, how we have different dynamics that represent different uh, aspects of our relationship with nature um, and I think overall it does a really really solid job of the first animated show in the Jurassic universe. You know we were going to get in Gen Ops at some point in time, that never happened, fast forward so many years and we finally have Camp Cretaceous and I think that it largely does a really good job with what it has um, what it says on the tin more so to the point um i do think that particularly with the latter seasons season four and season five it goes a little bit too far off the rails for me you know for me i love jurassic because its storytelling feels quite grounded um and although in jurassic world you have this park that's a little bit more sci-fi a little bit more futuristic it still feels attainable within the boundaries of science as we understand it and i think 
think that's a really, really important facet of Michael Crichton's writing. Um, so I don't feel that Camp Cretaceous nails that grounded a sense of realism once we go to Manticore Island. I kind of like to think of this series as ending at season three, just because it feels like it's in a much stronger point at the end of that season um, than it was in those latter two seasons. But with that said, you know, this is an animated show at the end of the day. It's more for kids than for adult fans, and while there are things that we can enjoy about it, I'm sure that children love seeing the dinosaur fighting arena. I'm sure that the element of dinosaur control with the mind chips actually added some ethical conundrums for some younger fans uh, watching the show. Um, and you know, those latter two seasons, they do give us the Smilodon, they give us the Spinosaurus, they give us the Dilophosaurus back, so there is still a lot to love there as well. Um, just for me, really, the strongest parts of this season are those first three series, because they felt so much uh, closer to what I look for in peak Jurassic, really. What would you like to see in Chaos Theory? Ah, Chaos Theory. Is Ian Malcolm an acceptable answer? <laughs> um, beyond that, I think for me, the exciting thing about Chaos Theory is it's an opportunity to officially show us the fallout between Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So what I really want to see from this show is the predication of dinosaurs in the wild. You know, what does it look like when incidents like the battle at Big Rock become normal for people? How do we begin to deal with that? What facets of law enforcement, of everyday society, are shifted as a result of that? I think there's a lot of really, really interesting stuff to explore there on its own, and I think what gives us a really, really unique opportunity is the fact that these kids, who are the vessel for this story, have got unique experiences which make them uniquely qualified to adapt to the challenges facing the world. So I'm really, really interested to see where they factor into that, how their experiences as the Nublar 6 factors in, whether they cross over with people like the DPG, which could be very cool, um, or whether they end up working alongside other people. I think there's really interesting opportunity to build out some meaningful lore that connects Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom um, and also sets up for the future of the world as well. So really that's what I want is to see that fallout uh, between Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Which of the Nublar 6 do you think might show up in Chaos Theory? Ideally, I want to see all of the Nublar 6 appear. You know, characters like Brooklyn might be off doing their own thing, so if it's just a cameo, that's absolutely fine, but it would be really awesome to have an opportunity to touch base with all of these characters um, and see where they are in the universe right now. I think a lot of people would enjoy that. Are there any other characters from the Jurassic World trilogy that you'd like to make an appearance in Chaos Theory? So it's interesting when we talk about returning characters, uh, because obviously Henry Wu was the most practical inclusion in Camp Cretaceous. Um, and while I would love to see Claire Deering um, or Owen Grady, they're away hiding in a cabin at this point, so we already know where those characters have gone. However, it could be cool to see Zia Rodriguez, Franklin, 
maybe other characters like Lowry working for the Dangerous Species Division, um, just to explore more of those dynamics there, you know, maybe get a little bit of how Lowry went to work for the CIA after the events at Jurassic World. Also show us some of the things the DPG are doing and maybe how the kids complement that work. Um, I think there's a lot of really, really interesting stuff that could be explored there. Now the other side of that coin is obviously we know that during this period of time, Biosyn get the sole collection rights for the dinosaurs which are in the wild. So it would be really cool to see Dodgson and his Biosyn almost function as an antagonist in some way. You know, maybe they are collecting these animals up in less than ethical ways and our kids are fighting to try and resolve that. Now, how that would work when, when in Dominion, we see that Dodgson and Biosyn are working with the US Fish and Wildlife Service, I don't quite know. But I think there is a really interesting opportunity to give fans a little bit more of what I've seen them clamouring for after Dominion, which is more of the Biosyn story that explains how this other genetics company got to the level of power that it did when we see them in Dominion. Do you have any expectations for Chaos Theory? So when it comes to expectations for Chaos Theory, uh, obviously I know that we're going to see Darius, I assume we'll see more of the other kids, um, and I think my biggest expectation for it is that because it's the piece of expanded material that we are receiving after Dominion that's a lot more likely to be canonical, so I don't think Jurassic Park survival is necessarily going to be a canon story, I hope I'm wrong in that regard, but you never know. Um, I think this has a lot more likelihood of being canonical, so what I hope is that it gives us a sense of flavour for where the franchise is heading next. Maybe it gives us an idea of the kind of characters, the kind of stories that we can expect from Jurassic Park 7 um, and any subsequent films that might be in development. Now, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to or can't, but is there any chance of any Camp Cretaceous tie-ins in Season 2 of Tales from a Jurassic World? Ah, Dave. <laughs> Fishing for a scoop, I see. Well, since you've been kind enough to let me come on the show, uh, I will give you a little teaser uh, for Tales from a Jurassic World Season 2, and that is to confirm for you that more than one creature, specifically from Camp Cretaceous, appears in the second season of our show. Uh, we have just kicked off production, and I am so excited to tell you more and to let you find out which animals they are when you listen to the show later this year. And finally, is there anything you want to say about what you're working on, things you're doing, and where to find or follow you? Yeah, so as you so graciously mentioned, uh, obviously Tales from a Jurassic World Season 2 is the biggest thing I'm working on currently. Uh, I have an absolutely stellar cast for this show and I'm so, so grateful to everyone who gets involved, everyone who took part in the open casting call. Uh, it's, it's really just a blast to 
produce this show and to feel like I have my own little piece of Jurassic that I get to work on. Uh, alongside that, there will be plenty more content coming on Jurassic Collectibles. Uh, I've got the Legacy Collection, Barry, and also the Deer to Stark sets coming. Also a little bit of Hammond Collection. Uh, big thank you to my friend Tim at Collect Jurassic for always hooking me up and being an absolutely stellar dude. Um, and beyond that, I am also currently developing some exciting things for the 10th anniversary of Jurassic World. Um, and I shall say no more, but I'm working very hard to hopefully bring you guys some fun content to mark that anniversary as well. Um, so if you guys have enjoyed hearing my perspective, if you would like to hear more from me, if you want to listen to Tales from a Jurassic World Season 2, uh, or you want to see what I'm up to for JW10, then you can follow me at Tom underscore Jurassic here on Twitter and also on Instagram. I don't know why I said here on Twitter then, we're not on Twitter, we're on a podcast, but there you go. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for letting me be a part of this, Dave, and thanks for a fun time reminiscing about Camp Cretaceous as well. Alright, that wraps up episode one of Community Q&A with Tom Jurassic. Like I said, give him a follow, check out everything he's doing, he's a fantastic human being. Uh, I can't thank him enough for being my guest. He's so kind, he's so generous, and he took time out of his incredibly busy schedule to answer some questions for me. So I hope you all enjoyed. Look forward to sharing more of these with you guys, with various members of the community, and who knows, maybe some surprises. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds there. But I've got more of these lined up in the coming weeks, so I really hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe, stay Jurassic, and take care, everyone.